Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, it's awesome to be here. And, um, you know, I've been impressed by so many things, but it's, it's, so, it's so refreshing and so awesome to be in such a hungry environment. It's so good to be with people that actually want Jesus. It's so good to be preaching in a place where you can feel the vacuum of the Spirit, where you can feel that sucking. You can feel that, that like, oh, the spirits of people just, just drawing on the anointing, drawing on the grace, drawing on the goodness of God. You can hear, the, you can hear, um, you can hear people's hearts just saying, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, more God, yes, God, more God, yes, God, more God. And it's so refreshing to be in that kind of environment. And so I want to say, uh, if I had a hat, I'd take it off. Hats off. To, uh, to the leadership, to, you know, to Glenn and Deb and the whole leadership team here for creating that kind of environment, that kind of culture, and not just creating it, not just starting it, but stewarding it over the years. Because I know what it's like to lead a church and to be part of a leadership team of a church. And I know what it's like to go through trials and battles. And I know what it's like to have to steward hope. I know what it's like to be hoping for something, to have a sure and joyful expectation for something, to be going after something, to be responding to the hunger of your heart. And I know what it feels like when it starts to take longer than what you expected. And where you actually have to guard that hope and guard that expectation and steward that until you actually reach the fulfillment of your heart, the invitation of the Lord. And so um, I want to say uh, thank you for stewarding your hope. Thank you for receiving us so well. Thanks for looking after us. And um, it's just been an honor hanging out with you guys. Uh, It's been an honor. So um, I've got something that I want to share. And really the the whole point of what I want to share tonight really is for this, uh, for this one thing is that um, I, 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 just, I am just over going places. And I mean, I love every miracle. I love every, every, I love watching people get touched by God. I love crazy. I love, uh, whether it's in church, on the street, in the supermarket, on the airplane, on the bus, in the coffee shop, I don't care where it is. I just love watching God touch people's lives. I love that. But what I love way more than that, because I can watch God touch people's lives in heaven, but what I love way more than that is I love seeing people catch the fire of God and then going and doing that to others. I, I, I love giving people a fish. I love saying, hey, taste and see this. This is some good kai. This is some good fish. Taste this. But what is even better is giving someone a fishing rod and saying, man, here's a f- you like that fish? Here's a fishing rod, and let me teach you how to use the fishing rod. I'm going, to te- I'm going to teach you how to use the fishing rod, and then I'm going to show you where some epic fishing spots are in your area. And so my heart today is to really give you a fishing rod. My heart today is to, is to Paul said this in, in uh, Romans 1, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established. That actually Paul recognized that there's There was grace on his life. There was gifting that God put into his life that was for him, but that wasn't just for him. It was for him to pass on to others. It wasn't his. It was his. And he had been given a stewardship. He had been given a guardianship. He had been given a responsibility to administrate and distribute the gift of God to others. 
And I know that there's some stuff that God has given me that some of what I've, I, have, I have cried out for day and night and other stuff that I received that I never even asked once for, that God actually put into my life. He put into my heart, not primarily for me, but so that I could pass it on to others. And so my, my heart tonight, really, everything I do tonight is about leading to a point where I believe that there is an impartation available to you tonight that you have the opportunity to, opportunity to receive that has the potential to unlock something if you steward it well in your region, in your environment, in this church, in this city, in this place, and in the world. Um, I'm going to tell you some stories, and I'm going to tell you some stories of impartation, times where I've seen this before, and uh, it's going to lead up to a point where basically I'm going to pray for you, if you would like that, and um, there will be an opportunity to receive something uh, from the Lord you know, in, in some of your cases through me and, um, and through others in this room. And so um, I, I really want to begin by saying this. What you receive, you can give. What you receive, you can give, but you cannot give what you haven't received. I should say this. What you receive and then steward, you can give. What you receive, you can give, and what, what, you, uh, what you receive, you can give, but you can only give it to the degree you're willing to steward it. So there are some things in my life that I have received. As soon as I've received it, I can give it, but I can give it at the size that I've stewarded it to. Everything in the kingdom comes like a seed, and there is an expectation from heaven for you to steward the seed until it becomes a tree, bears fruit. The fruit on that tree has seed. And when that fruit drops, the seed drops, more trees grow until the orchard of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. What is that? That's the garden of Eden. That's the place of delight. That's on earth as in heaven. That's Jesus' prayer to his disciples. He said, guys, pray like this. Our Father is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. You can, uh, what you receive, you can give, but you cannot give what you haven't received. And you cannot receive something that isn't being given. You can't, you can't receive something that's not there. But if, if heaven is giving something, then you can guarantee if God is giving it, then you can receive it. And if you do, you can partner with heaven in continuing the continuance of giving it out and expanding it further out into the earth. That's good, eh? Um, John 3.27 says this, a man can receive nothing unless it's been given. It's amazing to me the lengths that God has gone to to give you everything that is available to you from Him. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, for example, just one scripture. Blessing, let's just summarize that as a good thing. A spiritual blessing is a spiritual good thing. Um, heaven is a spiritual place. My question is, is there any non-spiritual, non-good thing in heaven? No, there's nothing in heaven that's not good and nothing's not spiritual. So therefore, you have been blessed with all of heaven. Let's just, I just picked, let's just one scripture out of the hat. That's, what, that's just one scripture, bam, done. Ephesians 1.3. I could pull out thousands of scriptures like that, that indicate to you and I, that prove to you and I, that, uh, that illuminate and, and reveal to you and I the fact 
that God has gone out of His way to deliver to you an inheritance, to give something, to pour something out onto you and make it available to you. And the expectation of heaven is this, that you will position your heart to receive. The issue is never in the giving, it's always in the receiving. Um, those that receive, Romans 5.17, those that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, they shall reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. The receivers are the reigners, not the achievers, the receivers. Not the ones that get A on all their tests, not the ones that have gone to evangelism school, not the ones that have gone to healing school, not the ones that have gone to Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry, not the ones that have passed all the tests, done all the stuff, jumped through all the religious hoops, done all the 40-day fast. I love all that stuff. But it's those that receive, not those that achieve. It's those, there's nothing wrong with achieving, but the emphasis of heaven is there is a gift to be received. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. It must simply be received. As soon as you try and earn something that's being given, you disqualify yourself from the gift. You can't earn this. You can't do anything to be more approved than you already are to receive this. It's a gift. You have been given. Ha ha. So what I want to do is, uh, is I want to share some fruit with you. Uh, I, just, I actually want to just throw fruit at you tonight. I want to, I want to take fruit from my tree. I want to tr- take fruit that, uh, that began in my life as a seed and over many years and many months and many um, opportunities, I've stewarded not all of the seeds that God gave me. I haven't been a perfect steward, but there are some seeds that I've stewarded well that have become trees, that there is now fruit. And you know, you know that you have fruit when you have testimonies to share. Every testimony is a fruit. That's when you know you have fruit. And so I wanna, that's the point of sharing testimonies, is that we get to share fruit with one another. And when we share fruit, What is that? That's putting our seed in the family bank account so that we can all partake of the glory and the goodness and the grace of God. Isn't that awesome? I want to share, um, you know, what I want to share uh, tonight really, everything kind of boils down to me to this one kind of seed revelation that that was planted in my life when I got born again in 2001 outside 54 Hobson Road, Albany at 10 o'clock at night in my black Toyota Levin. And I was sitting in my car, and uh, God really dropped something. To, it's a big, long story, but God really dropped a revelation in my heart. And this, and this really is it. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change the way you think. Change the way you see life, because everything's different now. I realized in my car, 2001, when I was 19, I realized, God, I thought you were at a distance. I thought you were far away. But I've realized tonight that that was an illusion the entire time. The phantom veil in my mind has been torn in this very moment, and I realize that your presence is right here. Your kingdom is at hand. It's within reach. It's not just in the back corner of the room because that's not at hand. I can be in the presence of God but not, be, not have God at hand. I can be in the same room, in the same world as God. But that doesn't mean God's at hand. That doesn't mean God is accessible to me. God is not just in the room. God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You have access from the seat you're sitting in right now to access heaven. You know, Renee for me right now, she is there. She's not at hand, but this pulpit is at hand. I can grab this pulpit. God is at hand. The kingdom is at hand. Jesus prayed this. He said, I I mentioned it before. The disciples said, how did... Hey, we've noticed that when you pray, stuff happens. Like, how do you pray? 
That's a question that I would definitely be asking Jesus, you know, how do you pray? And this was his answer. Well, first of all, and I always pass over this first step. I used to. Now it's my favorite part of the prayer. But he said, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's the first thing you say. Before you say anything else, say that. Our Father, he's my Father, he's your Father. He's not just God. You're not just his servant. He's not just your master. Those two things are true. But before those two things, you're his son and he's your father. Of course you serve him and of course he's your master. But before that, you're his son or daughter. And before that, he's your father. And he's the same kind of father to you as he is to me. Our Father who is in heaven, which is meant to have an S on the end. It's meant to be heavens. And the emphasis of that word is it's more talking, that it's not talking about so much the place you go when you die, but the atmosphere that you are living and existing in right now. Hallowed, hallowed be your name literally means I make space for you in my consciousness, in my heart, in my mind, in, in my being, to put my awareness and my attention on you. Literally, you could translate this. Our Father who is in the air we breathe, we stop and make space for you. Our Father who is in the air we breathe, you know, you weren't entitled to that breath you just took. That was a gift. You just got given another gift. Isn't that awesome? You just got given another second from God. It's amazing. Our Father who is in the air we breathe, we stop and make space for you. And as I started to think about this truth and revelate and, and cogitate and dream into the reality of God's presence, it became and has become and continues to be the most fascinating, mind-boggling, and the greatest privilege in my life. I, I will never stop talking about this subject because to me it is the most amazing thing that you could ever think about. Is this, is that you can do the same exercise if I got it, one, two, three, four. Literally, the creator of the universe, and I feel almost terrified saying this. I, I have a holy reverence of God just saying what I'm about to say. The creator of the universe literally just took four steps with me within my shoes. Like, what? That, if that does not change the way that you approach the BP attendant, nothing will. If that does not change the way that you see life, nothing will. Like if that does not change the way you interact with your life, nothing will change the way you do. I mean, this is, the, this is not just true for the preacher. This is true for every single person who says yes to Jesus and receives a tearing of the veil that opens you up to the truth that God has not left you nor forsaken you. You live and move and have your being in Him. Oh my goodness! When I started to realize that, you know what happened? It began, that, that thought started like a seed and has now been the all-consuming thought of my life. But it began as a seed. It began as a, wow, that's pretty cool. And then it was like, that's actually really cool. And then it was like, oh, my goodness, this is actually changing my life. And then it became like, this could start changing other people's lives. And then it was like, man, God, we're now, we, we, not me, we are now in the supermarket. God, we are in the supermarket right now. This is crazy. 
uh, we had a lady come to our church. I'm just going to tell a few stories. We had a lady come to our church last Sunday. Um, and uh, she was in a rush back to her home in Kawakawa, 45 minutes north of Whangarei. And she came in and, and she had run out of gas. And she just came in the front door and she was like, hey, I'll just, you know... I'm in a real big rush, but I'm just wondering if anyone has any money. I feel horrible asking, but if anyone has any money, I've run out of gas. And I don't know how to get home. I've, I've left my wallet, and I just don't have any money to, to put in my car. And so she said, I've got to be home for an appointment, but, you know, is, you know does, can anyone help me? And um, some people on our, our welcome team who um, have also discovered this truth, we're, we're like, yeah, absolutely. We've got some cash. We can put some gas in your tank. But hey, is there any other emptiness in your life? You know, and, um, and she was like, well, what do you mean? And, and one of the guys was like, well, I, and actually you can look on my, if you look on my Instagram and highlights, there's a thing called miracles and it's on there if you want to watch her actually share the testimony. Um, but uh, they go, hey, we noticed you've got a, a hearing aid. What's that? And she said, well, it helps me hear because without it, I can't hear. And they said, yeah, we know that's what it's for, but what, you know, what's the deal? How are you, if you take it off, can you hear anything? Said, no, I can't hear anything, and it's been like that for 21 years. Well, this is an amazing opportunity for you. You know, we're going to give you some gas money, but why don't you take that out, and we're just going to pray for you right now. Because what happens when you put your hand on someone's ear, maybe nothing, but when you put your hand on someone's ear, and in your hand is God's hand, now something might just happen. And so... Uh, some of our team, they put their hand on her ear, and as they did, God put his hand on her ear, and she was like, oh, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, uh, man, I, I, can hear, I can hear the cars. I, I, I can hear, man, it's loud in here. And she starts freaking out. She got all 100%, one, not a little bit, 100% of her hearing back. And then she was like shocked. She had the shock face. She was like, "Man, I don't know what I don't know what to do. I'm just, uh, gee, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, um, gee, guys, I, I'm really sorry. I've got to go. I've got to get back home. But, uh, gee, th uh, thanks. Um, wow. Uh, gosh, thanks. And then she walked off, and that was that. We don't know what's happened to her, but they're like, "Wait, you should have led her to the Lord." Well, she had to get home. We we just. She just walked off. That was that. But that's still awesome. <laughs> the plowman's coming. <laughs> that's so good. Um, a few years ago, this is one of my favorite stories. I, um, this is when I first started catching a hold of the seed. This is one of the first kind of, um, in, in the initial season of stewarding the seed and beginning to see the first fruits of the seed of the presence of God in my life. And... Um, and I was in the Philippines, and it, uh, some of you might have heard this story before you've heard me preach. It's one of my favorite stories, and I often go back to it because it really opened something up in my life. And um, I was in the Philippines, and I love the Philippines. Has anyone been to the Philippines? It's the coolest country, and if you haven't been there, you have to go even just to eat the mangoes. That's really the, that's, if that's the only reason, it's a good enough reason to go. And uh, the mangoes there are out of control, amazing. And um, so I was, in, I was in the Philippines in a place called Butuan, which is the oldest city in the Philippines. And Queen Sheba actually came to uh, Butuan. They, that's the, the islands of the sea. When the Bible talks about the islands of the sea, the main city in the islands of the sea in the Bible was the city of Butuan. 
Queen Sheba came through to pick up wood for the temple in Jerusalem. It's like crazy cool story. There's actually an, an, an Ethiopian, a native Ethiopian tribe that lives in the jungle of uh, Mindanao, right next to Butuan. And they're native Filipino, but they look 100% Ethiopian. It's, it, isn't that interesting? And, um, and so we're, we're there and we're doing this conference and um, the pastor of the church said, hey, we're going to do some evangelism. Can you come and help our team? We're going to go to a village and we're gonna, uh, we've been reaching out to this village and there's probably 3,000 or 4,000 people in the village. And uh, we, we pick up their kids, uh, about 100 of their kids every Sunday and we do like a, a kids ministry with the kids. But the adults and the parents and the rest of the family they don't really come. It's sort of like a, they don't really, they're not too into Jesus. But we thought, Matt, seeing you guys are here, maybe we can join up and let's go to the village and just see if God will do anything in the village. And so I'm like, yes, let's absolutely 100% do that. So we, uh, my friend and I and our, our, um, our Filipino friends, we went to the square. It's a jeepney terminal. Jeepneys in the Philippines are like the equivalent of buses. You know, they're, they're old army jeeps that have been chromed out. And they have all this crazy, colorful wording all over them. And they look super tinny and tacky. Um, and they have like troop carrying seats in the back. And they're actually awesome things. But that's like the public transport system over there. And it's just another world. It's so cool. But there's a jeepney terminal. The jeep, it's where all the jeepneys turn around. And um, like I said, there's about 4,000 people in this village around about just taking a stab in the dark, really. But that's kind of how it feels, about that many people. It's all these bamboo huts everywhere. And the terminal is kind of like the village square. So there's a whole bunch of stalls. There's, there's like uh, bamboo hut restaurants and um, street food and stray dogs and chickens hanging out and lots and lots of power lines and crazy smells and all the stuff that you can imagine that would be there. It's all there. And we rocked up there and we had an amplifier, a microphone and an acoustic guitar. And we rocked up there. There were probably six, 700 people in the square all milling around. And they were like, oh, there's some, you know, they probably assume we're Americans. Some Americans here. And, um, and, oh, that's interesting. We don't normally see this. And they were just sort of looking at us, and we were just walking through the crowd and set up our amplifier. And uh, my friend, he was going to share first. So he gets up, and he starts to share his testimony. And as he starts to share his testimony, it was like, it was like, it was like a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex had walked into the square or something, like something terrifying had just walked into the square. And it, I'm not kidding. Every single person ran for their lives. I was like, are we that scary? Like, what, what are you guys doing? And they just ran. And we were, I was watching people dive over counters, run behind walls, and they all just hid. And it was like, you can almost imagine like a tumbleweed tumbling across the cup. It was like, what has happened? Where, where, where has everyone gone? And so my friend's like, what should I do? And I was like, well, just keep talking. I, I, I suppose I can still hear you. Just keep talking. And so he keeps preaching. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm, there's no one even here to talk to. They're all hiding. They're all scared of us. There's like six or 700 people that have just ran for their lives. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but, you know, I'm in a square. Uh, I'm in a Filipino village where everyone's scared to death of, of me. I'm not a very terrifying looking person, you know. And, um, but, uh, but I'm here with a whole bunch of scared people, with the Holy Spirit. 
God, me, and my friends, we are in this square. What could happen in a square like this? And so I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And I felt him just go like, and you can, you can take this as a take home if you want. But I felt him um, take my heart and kind of pull it that way. It was in a particular direction. So I went there and then it was like that way. So I went over there and he kind of led me by my heart to, into the shop that was next to where my friend was speaking. And uh, he said, there's someone over that counter that's hiding. They have a migraine headache. And I, I just had that as a thought that just dropped into my head. So I thought, well, you know, what could be the worst thing that could happen is that I might have it wrong and everything's gone wrong anyway. So <laughs> what worse, how worse could it get, you know? And so, uh, so I, I walked up to the counter and I kind of like, like, was like, peered over the counter and there's these eyes like <laughs> like like busted just like oh no he's found me and I said through the interpreter I said to my friend Helen come over here there's a person hiding behind the counter and she's like comes over and I'm like can you say this to her to ask her if she has a migraine headache so in, in um, their language she said do you have a migraine headache she's like yeah 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 so I said well, what I'm going to do is I am going to take that off your head she's like what I said, I'm going to take that off of your head by the power of the Holy Spirit. And she's like, okay. So I just did that. I just felt the liberty to just do this. I just, just went like that. And she just started weeping. She got this big smile on her face. We said, is it better? She said, it's all gone. Everything's gone. It's completely better. She stood up, came out of her hiding place. I said, can you come and stand in the front door? And then I walked up to my friend. I said, hey, this girl just got healed of a migraine headache. And then he goes, and, and he goes, this girl over here just got healed of a migraine headache. And the interpreter was like, this girl over here just got healed of a migraine headache. And then, and, then, um, and then people, we start, I see these heads just like come out. It was the funniest thing. Honestly, I've never seen anything like this before or since. It was the funniest thing. All these little Filipino heads just like popping around corners. <laughs> and, 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 and he was like, wave if that's true. And the lady's standing like, Hey, you guys, we don't need to hide anymore. I'm healed. And she's like got a big smile on her face, like waving her hands. And then this old person starts hobbling across the gravel parking lot, uh, the terminal area, and, and they're hobbling along. And I thought, well, this is perfect. I, I, I'm just going to walk there. I, if I take a step, God's going to take a step. And me and God, we're going to go and we're just going to see what, I'm going to see what happens if I walk God over to this person who's walking towards us. So I start walking. My friend's still talking. I start walking. And as I get next to this person, they take their stick and they throw it away and start running around. And I'm like, whoa, that was awesome. And then people start running. Like, I am not joking. People start Initially, they're like walking, and then it's like people start realizing that other people are walking, and nobody wants to be last. So they're like walking, and then they're walking a bit faster, and then they, and then they just start running, and they're just run, and they're running towards us, and we're like, whoa, whoa, and we just get mobbed. I don't know if you've been to a rock concert or you've been in a mosh pit, but it was almost like it got to the point where it felt like we were in a Filipino mosh pit. There were only four of us there and there were these, there were hundreds of Filipinos that were like crushing and they were like, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. All these people reaching out. I was like, man, this is, must be what Jesus must have felt like. 
You know, the stories of Jesus are not like the high watermark of Christianity. Jesus is not our ceiling. He's our rock. He's our foundation. He said, greater works than these you shall do because I go to the Father. He's, he's the normal. He's the, he's the normal human life. He's God's example of what God has intended for normal humanity to be like. Walking on water is meant to be normal. And these guys just start coming in. And then, I, then the Holy Spirit just, you know, something just went pop. And the Holy Spirit just starts giving words of knowledge. And so I was just pointing at people and, and like, it was like a blind eye. Like, hey, I can see you, you're blind. And you can see the whiteness in the eye and then poof, brown. Deaf ears, pop. Like, and then like people getting saved, people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, just, just like pointing at people and they're getting healed and saved, delivered of demons, people dropping to the floor. Like, and this is, it's just like wild and crazy people screaming, people crying, people laugh. It was like a full on revival meeting, but no one there was a Christian before this time. Like it was like a revival meeting of non-Christians that were just running for the kingdom. And it was incredible. At one point, as all these miracles were popping, uh, a group of people came in and they, and they grabbed me by the shirt and they said, and they pulled me. And so I, I, me with a massive onslaught of people who, were, who became this mob, it was like a moving mob of people. We started walking towards this place and I've got a photo of this somewhere on my Facebook or something. But um, went to this house and this person had dengue fever. Her family had invited her extended family to come because... The doctors were expecting her to die the next day. She was as white as your shirt, Glenn. She was white, white. Filipinos are not meant to be that white. She was white, white, white. And she, uh, the, the family um, pulled her out. They sat her on the front stairs of their hut. They lent her against the, the main post of the hut. And even then, they had to hold her up, hold her head up. Her eyes were rolled back in her head. She had no strength to move her fingers, her toes, uh, she, she was semi-conscious. She was in a really, really bad way. And she couldn't really even hear what I was saying. But I was given the job of being the photographer for one of the photographers for uh, Bethel at the time and um, in, in California. And so uh, I had a responsibility to take photos of revival. So I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to take a revival photo. So I said, listen, what I want to do is I'm going to take a photo of you. And I believe that as I take the photo, the power of God is going to hit you and go through your body. And so um, she was like happy with anything at this point. So I said, cool. And I just went, boom. And as I went, boom, I watched this wave just go down her body. And then I took a photo about 30 seconds after the first photo. And the second photo is her jumping in the air with all the color back in her face, just dancing and celebrating Jesus. And her family dancing and celebrating Jesus. Another person straight after that got dragged up. She couldn't move her arms and legs. Same thing with dengue fever. She was also about to die the next day. Exact same thing happened for her. We left that place, went back to the square. There was a 12-year-old boy. His name was Dunka. He had um, been born with a withered arm and a withered leg. He had never, ever straightened his arm and never, ever straightened his leg in his entire life. This is, by the way, not a big crusade. This is just walking with the Holy Spirit into a village that we're not invited to go to. This is just rocking up, everyone terrified, running and hiding, and then one person gets healed of a migraine, and it's a snowball effect. 
And this person had never been able to run, never been able to play basketball, never been able to play football, never been able to do normal kid stuff with his friends. And we prayed, everyone else was instant, but we prayed for 40 minutes for this guy. People started getting bored, they started going home, but there were still about five, 600 people out in the square. And, and there was a particular moment about 40 minutes into praying for him, all his friends were still there, where his arm just went, poof, instantly. And his leg went, Dung, and shot out, and all the muscle just came back. It was, I mean, I just recommend seeing that at some point. It's just a great thing to watch. And then a, a, a track that his friends, all his, all because everyone in the village knew him. They were all part of his life. Growing up for 12 years, they had looked after him. And so everyone was like, whoa. And they started roaring praises to God, like louder than any church service I've ever been in. They are roaring praises to God. These people, if, if I mean, they're either not Christians or they've just become Christians in the last half an hour. And they are roaring praises to Jesus. They make a pathway. They open the pathway up and everyone makes a road for him. And his friends come up and he runs off for it with his friends. I'll never forget this moment. He runs off with his friends for the first time in his life. He runs with his friends for the first time in his life. It doesn't matter where you go, God goes with you. I love the supernatural because I've watched it transform people's lives. I love healing. I love miracles. I love the moving of the Spirit because the gospel is not in clever arguments of human wisdom, but in demonstration and power. The gospel is not a good idea. The gospel is substance. The gospel is real. The, the you know, relationship with God is not a philosophy. It's a reality. It's something that you walk in. It's something that changes you from the inside out. And when it changes you, it can flow from you to change others. <laughs> and so I love this. I just love watching God change people's lives. And here's what I long to see. A nation of people rise up who love the same thing as Jesus loves. A nation of people, I, I had a dream. This is the reason I'm back in New Zealand from Reading, from California. I moved back here because I had an encounter on our living room floor at a prayer meeting one night that we were hosting in our house. And I got sucked up into a cloud. And in this cloud, I was with Jesus and I was in a full-on vision and I was over New Zealand and it was barren and it was dirt and it was desert and there was nothing there. And I was on this cloud and my feet were hanging over the end and Jesus was sitting next to me and Jesus looked at me and he said, what do you think? And he was saying, what do you think about going back there? And I said, well, you know what? It, it, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> and, um, and then in this cloud, it, it was a glory cloud. There were angels all in this cloud. There were, um, I it was the glory of God. I was sitting in the glory of God and I said, Jesus, you know, it would actually be a lot easier if this cloud was down there. You know, Aotearoa, we're the land of the long white cloud. If this cloud was down there, and then next thing you know, I'm on the dirt of Aotearoa. I'm on the dirt of New Zealand, and it's all dark, but there's a spotlight in front of me, and I dust back the dust, and under the dust, there is a putatara. That's a Māori conch shell, trumpet. And he said, blow the trumpet. So I blew the trumpet. I raised back up to the cloud, and I watched an army rise out of the land of New Zealand. And God said to me, God said to me, what you hear in the secret place 
shout from the rooftops and I raise an army out of this land. And that's why I'm here and that's why I do anything. That's why I go anywhere in this country is because I long to see an army rise out of this land. I long to see not just people who are like, hey, I just, I just want to get healed and then carry on with my life. I want people to catch fire and start spreading fire, not just in New Zealand, but right over the earth. This is not just for me. This is for you too. This is not just for itinerant ministers. This is for bus drivers. This is for shepherds. This is for school teachers, stay-at-home mums. This is for every single, this is the normal Christian life. Any, if you are not living this kind of life, it is not normal. I'm, I know that's a challenging statement, but if you are not living this kind of life, that is not normal. The early church would look and say, what is going on? This is strange. What, you're not seeing signs, wonders, and miracles on a regular basis? This is strange. This is unusual. Wait, hang on. Is the Holy Spirit with you? Has, have you had someone lay hands on you for the baptism in the Holy Spirit? I mean, that was the first thing they asked back then. Not like what church you in, but the, the question with the first question before what church you're in was, have you received the Holy Spirit? It was like, yeah, da, 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 da. have you received the Holy Spirit? That's the main thing. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? I know you believe and you're baptized. That's cool. But have you received the Holy Spirit? Jesus' funny thing was, hey, don't leave Jerusalem until you have received the promise of the Father. You've been at, at my ministry school for three years full time living with me, a small group of people. God in the flesh training these 12 people full-time for three years. You don't get a better training than that, by the way. And at the end of that training, this is what Jesus says, guys, I have thoroughly trained you, but you're not ready. If they were not ready, you are not ready until you receive the promise of the Father, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, until you are walking in the tangible presence of God with the gifts and the glory and the flow of the Spirit flowing from your life, touching the world around you. Christianity is nothing without the Holy Spirit. Aha. Um, so this is my passion, is I want to see this army rise up. And I feel like one of my jobs in the body of Christ is to, is to just be a voice, to be a trumpet, to sound, a, to sound the alarm, to say, guys, wake up, let's do it. And to pass on some of the gifts, to pass on some of the fire. And um, I, was in, uh, I was in Tauranga. And uh, we had a meeting like this. Miracles started happening. In fact, um, it was pretty amazing. This one lady, she's standing at the back. She had a, a, also a hearing aid in her ear. And um, we prayed just a simple prayer. And she was like, she started freaking out because her hearing aid got really, really, really loud. And so she ripped it out thinking she was going to blow her head up. She ripped her hearing aid out and realized her, ear had, her hearing had been fully restored to her. She was completely healed. She freaked out. She ran up the front and she grabbed the microphone off me, which never happens because I'm a microphone ninja, you know. Like, I'm like, you're not taking this microphone off me. I, you know, when people come up to testify, I hold on to it tight. But she caught me off guard. She was like, she ran up and snatched it before I even had a chance to know what was going on. And she started telling her story and she was just super excited. And then we prayed for her. She received an impartation. 
And she came up all the way to Whangarei to tell me the story a few months later. She said, you wouldn't believe what happened once you left. And I was like, well, what happened when I left? She said, well, it was so cool. I said, cool. What happened? And she said, well, I've actually come up here to tell you. <laughs> awesome. What happened? And she and she said, well, that night, on Sunday nights is when I do my grocery shopping. And you were talking about how the fact that, you know, wherever I go, God goes with me. And you just pray for me for this impartation for healing. And I just received this healing miracle. So I went to the grocery store, got my groceries, went through the checkout. And as I was going through the checkout, there was all these people behind me. Started putting my stuff on the counter. And the checkout lady started doing She said, hey, how's it going? How was your night? She's putting my stuff through the, the beep thing. And... Um, and I said, well, you know what? It's actually been phenomenal. I am actually blown away. I actually was deaf in this ear right here, and I just went to church. They prayed for me, and now I can fully hear out of this ear. I mean, it's been, it's been a pretty phenomenal night. I've had a great night, actually. I mean, how about you? And she was like, I've just been at work. And, um, and then, and then she, she says, well, hang on. You've got a hearing aid. And she goes... Well, yeah, actually, I do have a hearing aid. And she said, well, I mean, you know, I just got healed. And I've never done this stuff before. But I suppose I could do the same thing that they did to me at church. And so uh, all these people lined up behind. And she said, you know, I reach out my hand. And I just put my hand on her ear. And I said, uh, be healed in Jesus' name, which is all you said to me. And so, and then I freaked out because all these people were backed up and I forgot to ask her to check it out or do any of the stuff that we were meant to do that you taught us to do. And I forgot all that stuff. And I just quickly grabbed my stuff and ran out because I was embarrassed. <laughs> but you know, it's too late. Once you pulled the trigger, you pulled the trigger. And, um, you know, <laughs> that's all good. And so anyway, that was cool. And, uh, and then, you know what happened next, Matt? The next week after church, I went back to the same supermarket to do my grocery shopping. And I did my grocery shopping, put my groceries in the shopping trolley, went to the checkout. It turns out I didn't try and make this happen, but it was the same lady. And so I get to the checkout. I get to her and I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like, what? It's you. Oh, man, do you remember me? And she's like, man, I fully remember you. How are you? Whoa, hang on. Hey. What happened to your hearing aid? She's like, you wouldn't believe it, man. When you left, something popped in my ear and I ripped it out, man. I'm completely healed in my ear. The same, like Jesus healed my ear. Come on. You know, she's, I grew up in a Christian family, but I haven't been walking with Jesus. But I tell you what, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm just like, I'm going back to church. I'm going to start following Jesus again. And she said, you know what? The crazy thing is when you left and that happened to my ear, I thought, man, if this happened to me, I'm sure I could just pass it on to others. <laughs> and so next day I was at work and, this, and I was in the checkout and this old guy was uh, walking with a, with a walking frame. And I thought, he's walking with a walking frame. This is interesting. And he came up to my checkout. I thought, I said to God, God, if he, comes to my, if he goes to someone else's checkout, I'm not going to get him. But if he comes to my checkout, I'll take it as a sign. I'll get him. And so he came to my checkout and he was like, you know what? Uh, and she said, what's going on? She said, he, he said, well, I've actually got a knee replacement. I'm getting a, a knee replacement um, uh, tomorrow. And so I've got this walking frame. I'm getting, I, I've got bone on bone. I can't walk, can't put any pressure on my knee. 
and I'm getting a knee replacement. And she said, well, guess what? You know, I got this weird thing happened to me yesterday where this crazy lady put her hands on me, prayed for me, and my ear popped open, and I was deaf, now I can hear. And I just figure, you know, like, honestly, I haven't been to church for ages, but she just said, be healed, and it worked for me. So maybe I could just do the same thing for you, and maybe it'll work for you. I mean, fire catches. This fire is very contagious. This is more contagious than COVID-19. And... Um, and so, so she leans over the counter, puts, puts her hand on his knee, and she's in the you know, supermarket uniform and everything, representing the supermarket. And so she says, be healed in Jesus' name. He jumps up, throws his, this is an old guy, throws his walking frame away, starts leaping up, like, like a meter high in the air, starts leaping up and down. He's like, what did you do to me? What did you do to me? Then he jumps over, he, he, she's like, it was so crazy. He jumped over the counter and he lifted me up in the air and he was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Oh my goodness. I love that stuff. I was um, about to go to Myanmar one year and I was, and I was, I'm always thinking, who can I pass this fire on to? And, um, and, I, and I was about to go to Myanmar, and I was gathering a team, and God said to me, invite this young guy, Zach, who's now one of our main youth leaders. Um, he just had uh, a cup of coffee with the president of the Black Power the other day because the president of the Black Power's daughter goes to our youth, and he's just, um, just the amazing stuff. is just cool stuff is happening. And, um, but he's just caught fire. But before he had fully caught fire, uh, he was just hanging out, 16-year-old kid at church, and God said to me, invite him. And I'm going to do something in his life. So I said, um, hey, Zach, do you want to come with me to Myanmar? And he's like, bro, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I'll sell my truck, bro. I'm coming. And I was like, sweet, sweet, bro. Okay, cool. I mean, don't sell everything, but if you want to, you can. But yeah, sweet, come. So he came and I'm like, so have you ever seen a miracle? Do you know any, like, do you even follow Jesus? He's like, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus, man, but I've never seen any of that stuff. But I'm keen, bro, I'm keen. So I was like, well, do you want some training? Oh, uh, yeah, bro, hard it, hard it. Yeah, if you could let me know what to do, that'd be mean. And, um, and so I try to train them up, but I, I, didn't, I probably didn't do a very good job. And we get there, and, um, and I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to see miracles, and I want you to be ready for anything. And he's like, yeah, sweet, man, cool. And he'd never seen a miracle. I said, by the end of the first day, you will, you will lose count of the amount of miracles you've seen through your hands. And he was like, well, I've never seen a miracle, mate, but, you know, all right. And... Um, <laughs> And so after the first service, he comes up to me and he's like, Matt, I've seen a blind eye open up. I've seen a tumor disappear. I saw a deaf ear open. I have literally, and he's like frothing. He's like, I have literally lost count of the miracles that have flowed through my hands. I have literally, Matt, I have, Matt, I have literally lost track of the amount of miracles that have flowed through my hands. That is crazy, Matt. Honestly, miracles are just popping out everywhere. I can just talk, I just talk to someone and they get healed. This is catchy fire. It's catchy fire. It's catchy fire. I said, um, now, by the way, I get, sto- I get people coming up to me all the time. Zach uh, never tells his stories, but I get people coming up to me all the time. Man, you're that young guy, Zach, man, he came to my house the other day. Man, he prayed for my auntie, and they just got healed. And I'm like, Zach, you didn't tell me that story. He's like, I oh, know. I forgot it, bro. Sorry, man. It's just this miracle's just breaking out. And I said, uh, the next year, which was last year, I said to Zach, Zach, you know, you got an impartation when you came, but 
is there anyone that you're sewn into as a youth leader that you want to bring, that you want to release an impartation to, bring them on the trip and just see if they catch the fire? And he was like, yeah, there's this young guy, Elijah. And um, I want to bring him along. I don't even know. Honestly, I'm not even sure if he's fully following Jesus or anything, but I feel like that would be a good idea. So I said, well, invite him along and see if he wants to come. And he was like, yeah, I'm keen to come. Came along. And um, first day, I remember, Elijah, it's me, Zach, and Elijah. And me and Zach are like, this is going to be so funny. And, and Renee was there. And um, I said, okay, guys, we're all going to have a word of knowledge. You know, get everyone out the front. We're all going to have a word of knowledge. And Elijah's like elbowing Zach, like, bro, what's a word of knowledge? I don't even know what a word of knowledge is. <laughs> and Zach's like, all you need to do, man, is picture a mannequin and ask God where the red dot is. <laughs> so he's like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. And he called out like the crap. I can't remember what it was now, but I remember it was like someone's been shot with a bullet in the foot. Or like it was some super crazy, like there's no one in the room that's going to have that. And then someone had it. He called out his first word of knowledge. I was like, are you serious? Bro, you're not not taking it easy, man. That was awesome. He called out this epic word of knowledge. He got it right. And, uh, and I remember just watching him as he starts calling out these words of knowledge. He's just walking up to people and they're being healed. And at one stage in the meeting, um, I, I called out a word of knowledge and there was a person down the back who had a back brace, had never moved, hadn't moved her back for like six years, hadn't been to bend her back. I said, um, one of you guys just go pray for her. And Elijah just ran up the back, grabbed her, or didn't grab her, just put his hand on her and um, prayed. And she, she, I watched her. I'm watching the whole thing. She rips the brace off. And she starts bending around. She's completely healed. She's never been to church in her life, Buddhist lady. And, um, and I said, if you want to give your life to Jesus, come up the front right now, but run, be fast, come up right now. And, and Elijah's like, do you want to come up the front? And they run together up the front. She, he runs this girl, this lady up the front. She runs up to the front. She gives her heart to Jesus. And then she starts writhing in a demonic manifestation. She drops to the floor, starts hissing like a snake and bending and contorting. And, and I'm like, Elijah, do you want to do something about that? You know, and... And Elijah never done anything like this before, but God's with him. He's just caught this thing. Hey, I didn't need to really know what I'm doing because God's already good at his job. I don't need to be good at God's job because God's already good at his job. I just need to be good at knowing that God's with me wherever I go. I just need to be able to trust that one thing and that qualifies me for anything else. And so he walks up to this lady and he prays for her and I watch this demon just get cast out of this lady. She's completely set free. About three days after that, we're on a train and uh, we have about 30 minutes on this train. It's, uh, it's a hot, 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 hot oven-like. Hell will be less hot than this train. <laughs> and, um, and we're in Myanmar and it's stinky and there's all this stuff everywhere. And I said, guys, let's just go um, just release the gospel on this train. And so they've each got an interpreter. And I watch Elijah. Um, at the end, we're like asking for testimonies. I'm like, so what happened? And people, I led a person to the Lord. This person got healed. Elijah's like, yeah, I led a whole, a whole uh, me and Joel led a carriage of people to the Lord. Um, I led five people on one side. Zach, uh, um, Joel led the other people on the other side. And they all got healed of something. And he just like in 45 minutes, half an hour, whatever it was, had led this whole, they led this whole carriage to the Lord. This one-on-one. And just, I'm like, dude, you've never, you didn't even, I didn't even, you, you weren't even sure if you were following Jesus before you came on this trip. 
and it's an impartation. So here's what I want to do. You can't give what you haven't received. But whatever you receive, you can now give. And to the degree you're willing to steward it is the degree that you can pour it out on others. And so I just want to ask the band to come up. And we're just, if if that's okay, if you guys can, um, just because you're so awesome. And uh, I share all those stories for two reasons. One reason is to encourage me. Um, because I love thinking about those stories because it's just good news. It's the good news of Jesus. The other reason is because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, the stories aren't just empty stories. They carry substance and grace. They carry the actual life of God that was there when the story took place to reproduce the story again in the room that we're in or the environment that we're in. And so when I tell the stories, they're not just stories to say this is what happened in the future. They're stories that can prophesy about what, uh, sorry, they're not just stories about what happened in the past. They're stories about what can, that, that prophesy what can happen for you in your future. They actually have grace attached to them. Words are not to communicate. Words are to create. That's the first reason words were ever used was to create. God spoke and things came into existence. Words are not just information. Words are substance. They, are, they, have, they have an actual substance to them. They are real. They have weight. They have a life of their own. So when you share a word, when you share a testimony, when you share something from the Spirit, those words from the Spirit are carrying the substance of the Spirit on them. So I share these testimonies, not just to share the testimonies, but to release the substance so that you can receive the substance and also to hopefully stir some hunger up in your heart that will prepare you to receive because to receive tonight, this is all you need. All you need and the only thing that will qualify you to receive is this, is that you have a yes in your heart and a willingness to steward what you'll receive. Is that you have something in your heart that just says, God, yes, give that to me. If you give that to me, God, I'll use it. If you give that to me, I'll go out. Not not next week, I'll go out tonight. I'll go out tomorrow. I'll go out tomorrow morning. As soon as I have the opportunity, I'm going to use that thing. I want to release a grace for signs and wonders and miracles on you. I want to release a grace for the supernatural on you. I want to pray for you. And I want to get, I want to take the grace. This is my heart. I want to take the grace that God has put on my life. And I can trace my life back to many people, men and women of God, who who have gone and had gone further than me at the time, who have laid hands on me. And I can tell you time and time again, when this person and that person or this person had laid hands on me, and where something shifted in my life at that point where I received a grace that I wasn't walking in before they prayed for me. I remember when Tim Hall prayed for me. I remember when Clark Taylor prayed for me. I remember when Bill Johnson prayed for me. I remember when other people prayed for me who you wouldn't know their names. I remember when Todd White prayed for me. I remember when different people prayed for me and the grace that was on their life, I remember it's come onto my life. And to the degree that I steward that grace is the degree that I'm walking in it now and the degree that I can impart it to others. It's not their grace, it's God's grace. Whatever grace you receive tonight, it doesn't come from me, it comes from God. And it's for you to steward, not for yourself, but for others. Everything you receive is to be passed on. Nothing you receive is to be hoarded for yourself. It's all to be passed on. That's the way the kingdom works. That's the way the blood flows around the body. Ha ha.
So if you want this, I just want you to stand up. And I just want you to receive. You can't achieve it, but you can receive it. You might, you might receive it when I lay hands on you, but you might receive it just right now. You might receive it just literally just right now. You can, you can wait for me to lay hands on you, but you could just receive it right now because it's actually already released in the atmosphere. It's actually been released and it's been given. It's been released in this room and it, it is available to be received at any point you choose. Your heart can literally reach out and lay a hold of the spirit that is in this room right now, of the grace that is in this room right now. You can just reach out and your heart says, yes. Don't worry, we'll get an opportunity to pray for you if you're sick as well. And often in the impartation, people will just get healed anyway. Holy Spirit. It'd be a lot easier if this cloud was down here. It'd be a lot easier if the cloud was down here, God. It'd be a lot easier if the cloud was down here. People of the cloud. It's abnormal for there to be no cloud. In the cloud is the face. That's what brings the cloud. Those who choose the face get the cloud. Father, right now, I declare your presence. I declare your presence. I declare your presence. I declare your presence. I declare your grace. I declare an impartation. I declare the gifts of the Spirit right now being released. That's for the angelic to be released in this room, the winds of the Spirit to be released in this room right now. As for the winds of the Spirit to just be released in this room right now, I thank you for burning feet in this room. I thank you for burning feet. I thank you for shodding people's feet. I thank you for uh, reshoeing people's feet, God. I thank you for putting fire on people's feet this evening, God. I thank you that you are you are blazing. You're putting blazing fire on people's feet to blaze trails in this nation and the nations, God. I thank you for burning feet. I thank you for burning feet. I see God coming around with a match and He's lighting people's feet. Some of you have had a dream for mission. Some of you have had a dream for evangelism. Some of you, when Daz was sharing so wonderfully last night, just started to catch that fire for evangelism. Some of you have had, it's like your feet have been clothed in gasoline have been prepared and God has been preparing you for something. And tonight I just see the Spirit going around with a match and He's lighting people's feet. He's lighting people's feet to blaze trails of fire. And Father, I release that fire right now in Jesus' Name. I release that fire right now in Jesus' Name on people's feet to run with fire, to run with fire, to run with an energy that's not their energy, the energy that works powerfully within them, the energy of the Spirit. Some of you are beginning to feel actually like a sensation of the Holy Spirit in your feet and up your legs. If that's you, I just want you to walk or run to the front. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, come right up the front. If that's you, come right and just stand right here. I just want to lay hands on you. I just want to toe tuckle. 
what the Holy Spirit is doing. I just want to totoko what God is doing in your life right now and say yes to that. And I believe there's an impartation. I just want to, I'm just going to call out some things like this and we're just going to go through and just release this impartation. And maybe if there can be someone, I'm not going to push anyone over. And honestly, you, if you fall over, that doesn't mean you receive more of an impartation than the person that doesn't fall, fall over. Um, that's just a funny, weird thing. But some people just do fall over. So... Um, uh, if someone can be behind these people, that would be cool <laughs> and because it's never fun when people hurt themselves. But right now, Jesus, impartation right now, fire in the name of Jesus, 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 fire in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just fan the flames of fire in the name of Jesus. Fan the flames of fire in the name of Jesus. Right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you for this. Wow. Thank you for this, God. Thank you for this, Lord. Thank you for this. Guys, you can you can watch what's going on up here. or you And that's cool. But if it's stopping you from receiving, don't watch. If it's helping you receive, watch. But this is your time to receive and just the, the music's going, just take this as a time just to engage in the presence of God, just to engage in the cloud of His presence, to dwell on His face. And we're just, if you're finished before I'm finished, then hey, that's cool too. But we're just going to go through, we're just going to pray for people. Father, right now, whoo, 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 whoo. fire on your feet, fire on your feet, fire on your feet, fire on your feet. Fire on your feet, fire on your feet, fire on your feet, fire on your feet, fire on your feet. Thank you, God, for ones that she will meet. Thank you for the meeting places, God. Thank you for the meeting places. Thank you for the meeting places. Thank you for authority to speak. Show Jesus. Show Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, wow, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I just, just a lady, um, there's a lady just down here. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you right there. You can just stay there. Just close your eyes. I'm just going to just speak over you for a moment. There's a, um, there's a, I like see missions around you. I see like a compassion and a justice around you. And I see um, this, this fire on the inside of you that, that is just saying, don't mess with my people. And I feel like God is showing you who your people are and your people are people that, you know, at times can't speak for themselves, but you're saying, don't mess with my people. 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 Don't mess with my, this fire no further. Don't mess with my people. And you're drawing that line in the sand and there's a David, a female version of David, Davida. There's a David, uh, a Davidic anointing on you to stand up to the Goliaths that when no one else will jump on the field, you will jump on the field. When no one else will pick up the weapon, you will pick up the weapon. When no one else will run forward, you will run forward. 
and there's a bravery and there's a boldness on you and there's a rescuing anointing on you. I see you rescuing, 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 rescuing and there's fire actually being deposited into your heart right now and it's like the fire of love, it's the fire of compassion, it's the fire of the vision of God for people in the name of Jesus right now. Chew. Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. If you're not at the front right now, just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. And just say this, just say, Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. And then just put your hand on your heart and say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. Fill me, fill me, fill me. Show. Father, thank you for Glenn. Shahaha Rabaka. Where's Deb? Can you come over here too, Deb? Thank you, Lord, for these two. 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 Thank you that this is the 10 year anniversary of the Christchurch earthquakes. Thank you. There was something that was shaken and the shaking revealed the thing that can't be shaken. Thank you, God, for a new decade ahead where something has been shaken, something in the next decade will be unearthed. That those streams of living water being unearthed, the fountain springing forth. Thank you for healing as the children's bread. Thank you, God, for healing, healing, healing. God, I thank you for assigning even healing angels to these two. God, thank you for creative miracles. Thank you, creative miracles. Thank you for creative miracles in the name of Jesus. I thank you, um, God. I, I see like small opportunities opening big doors for you. Small opportunities opening big doors for you. And I just release right now an impartation. Of whoa, everything that you've put in my life, God, in terms of the supernatural God, those things that you've put in my life, I just release on them right now. Shaka Baba. Holy Spirit, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Just drinking Jesus right now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Love. Thank you, God, for love. Thank you, God, for that raw, 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 raw love of the Spirit. Thank you, God, for a love that moves us, for a love that compels us, for a love that drives us forward. Thank you, God, for that love wrapping people's hearts right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for just breathing on people's hearts right now. And thank you for warming people's hearts with love right now, with love right now. Some of you have felt alone and you are beginning to feel the presence of love sweep around your heart right now. And it's a love that is too much love just for you. It's a love that must flow. It's a love that must find an outlet 
in your world. There's a love. And some of you, that love feels like joy bubbling up inside of you. Others, you feel like crying. Others, you just feel like a warmth in your heart. If that is you, I just want you to raise both hands in your ear. If you, if, in your ear. In the air. If you can feel like that love just wrapping around your heart right now, you can feel like a warmth of God in you right now just coming into you. And you're like, man, I can feel, I can, re- I can recognize that happening around me right now. And I, I'm just like, yeah, I, I want more of that. You know, this is what happens is that God starts something. And as we give our attention to it, as we recognize it and give thanks to it and honor it, it increases in our lives. Whatever you honor, whatever you celebrate, it will increase. And in a moment like this, God knocks on the door and the knock feels like you feel that small thing. And as you respond to it and honor it and open the door, it floods in. And so, Father, I thank you for the knock and I ask for the flood. I thank you for the knock and I ask right now for the flood. I thank you for an impartation for miracles, signs and wonders that feels like a love flooding, that feels like a wrapping and a baptizing in your love. And that love will drive people, that love will compel people and move people and push people forward into God, opportunities and into breakthrough and into the flow of the Spirit. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, right now I release that in the name of Jesus. Amen. There it is. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Just gonna wait for a second. Just right now in the middle of this impartation time, if you just need a miracle in your body, I feel like the Holy Spirit just said, it's just a quick interlude, (laughs) just a quick interlude. If you need a miracle in your body, it's just the time to be healed right now. If you just, whoa, if you just need a miracle, just put your hand on the body part that needs a miracle right now. And this is just, right now, there's the peace of God right in this room right now feels good to me. 
Yeah, just put your hand on the body part that needs a miracle right now. Father, right now, I declare your healing power. (laughs) I declare your healing power. I declare grace to be healed. I ask for, whoa, creative miracles right now. Creative miracles right now. Creative miracles right now. Creative miracles right now. Someone with arthritis in their hand has just been healed right now. Just start moving your hand. Just literally just start moving your hand. You have arthritis in your hand. Literally just start moving your hand. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone here, you've had a problem in your hip and the pain's been going down your left leg. That's you. Just start moving your leg. Just start moving your hip. Just start moving that around. You'll find it's just starting to free up. And as you just move that around, it's just going to completely free up. And God is healing your leg right now. He's healing your hip right now. Just start doing it right now. Just start doing it right now. Just start doing it right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Some, someone here, you haven't been able to breathe in a full breath. You've, every time you go to breathe in a, a breath, it's like there's something, you don't know what it is, but it's like you can't take a full breath. Just start breathing in a full breath. Just start breathing in a full breath. Someone here, you can't smell properly or uh, taste food properly. There's like a, something with your smell and with your taste. Um, yep, right there. This is fun. In Jesus' name, God is coming all around you. There's a cloud coming around you right now. There's a cloud coming around you right now, and it's going to start to feel really light. There's a lightness over you. There's a freedom over you right now. There's just a freedom over you right now. There's a freedom over you right now. And I just... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Healed. Healed, 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 healed. Someone right next to me with their neck. Who is the one with the neck? Who has the neck? Who has the pain in the neck? Someone right next to me with pain in the neck. Is you? <laughs> yeah. Just, but just, we're just here. Yeah, just, just, just take it out right now. Just take it out. Take it out. Yeah. No more. No more. No more. Ho 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 ho. No more. 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 Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. Healed. Healed. Wow, Jesus. Healed. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Right now, just uh, are you able to stand up? Is that um can I just hold your hand? Father, thank you for that healing anointing all over her. Thank you for hospitals opening up to her. Thank you for um, doors opening up into the medical world to bring the supernatural power of God, to bring the supernatural power of God. Thank you for divine health. Thank you for the strategies for divine health, God. Thank you for health, wealth, and, and wholeness, God. Thank you for health, wealth, and wholeness flowing through her life. God, I declare right now, everything that you have uh, deposited and put in my life, I right now, release right now in Jesus' name. Show. Whoa, Jesus. Sure. Sure. Thank you, God. Yeah. 
Right there. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Fire, Jesus. Fire, Jesus. Fire, Jesus. Whoa, fire Jesus, ha, 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 fire Jesus, wow. Shoramakale tiranamakasata, romalate kishizi dilima, roma, 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 roma. Shalaleke leti ti aboromare di siziri di bebiande diri di bakasha isititi le makaloto kuati. Father, thank you for sending people to the nations. Thank you for the mission mantle that's on our nation. God, I pray that where those in this room have a mantle as missionaries over their lives, God, I pray that you would right now, I I thank you that you are right now releasing a key into this room to unlock that mantle inside people's hearts. Even ones who have tried to avoid it, I thank you, God, for a key in the Spirit that is unlocking that missions mantle in people's hearts. And right now, I just turn that key. I thank you that you right now are turning that key. And there's a mission, there's a mission, there's, a, there's an element of a mission call that's on this church to send missionaries to the nations. And right now, I just thank you that there's a key in the Spirit that's been turned. And there is a, there is a mantle that's been unlocked in people's hearts. And so right now, I release that in Jesus' name. Right now, I release that in Jesus' name. If you feel that's you or you know that's you, I just want you to come right up the front right now. I just want to quickly lay hands on you, if that's you. In a moment, we're going to just lay hands on everyone, but I just want to just a few people first. Yes, you guys. Stoked that you're up here. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you, God. You have a mantle to break death. You have an anointing to break the spirit of death off people. You have an anointing to disarm death. You have an anointing to kill death. You have, an, you have a weapon in your arsenal to murder the spirit of death. You are a death murderer. You are a death murdering machine. Father, I thank you for radical, flowing, vibrant, colorful, creative, flowing, loud, vibrant, with sound, life that is flowing. God, I thank you for your creativity that is unique, that has a space, that has a place, that has a seat at the Father's table. I thank you, God, that there is a place for your daughter to express fully who she is into the kingdom. And it's loud and it has sound and it has color. It has, it's loud, it has sound, and it has color, and it's breaking down doors that have held people captive. You are one that is called to set the captives free and kill death. In the name of Jesus, I just release an anointing. And I release the impartation right now. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, 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 miracles. In the nations, in Jesus' name. In the nations, in Jesus' name. In the islands, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this one. Thank you, God, for this one. 
Thank you, God, for this one in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for this one in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for this one in Jesus' name. One that is turning heads, one where people's heads have been turned around and they're facing backwards. You are turning their heads to face forwards. There is a mantle on your life to break a spirit of hopelessness and despair and to reappoint people into their appointment where they've been disappointed. To reappoint people into their appointment where they've been disappointed. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Father, for opening the rivers of living water in his chest. God, and I thank you that those rivers will lead him forward and break down doors and open paths and open places and spaces and people groups to him. God, because he's carrying a message of sonship and a message of hope for a generation. And that message has been expressed and has been communicated in many different forms and in many different ways in Jesus' name. Not just to go and, 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 and have a one-night revival meeting, but to bring systemic change to regions and places and people in the name of Jesus. A man of strategy and a man of wisdom. A man of strategy and a man of wisdom. A man of strategy and a man of wisdom. A man that can adopt and can be flexible and come into many different shapes and spaces and bring the kingdom. Who? Fire. Mm. Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, just receive. Yeah, you got it, man. It's yours. You got it, man. It's yours. You got it, man. It's yours. Whew. You got it. <laughs> it's yours. Whew. Yeah. Shoo. Mas presencia, papa. Some doors are shut only so that you knock so that God can open them. Some of the shut doors are not shut to, to stop you walking through them. They're only shut so that you will knock. So I anoint your hands to knock right now. And I declare miracles in Jesus' name. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, God. The ones who have been overlooked, God, thank you, God, that you never, no one ever goes unnoticed by you. And thank you for the anointing to notice those who haven't been noticed by others. Thank you for one who has the eyes of the Father, who has the eyes of God. Thank you for one that has eyes to see, eyes to notice. Thank you for one that is tuned in, that is tuned in that can hear the heart behind the words, that can hear the heart behind the words, that can hear the heart behind, that can hear the cry of a generation. God, thank you for one that's even carrying a mantle of intercession and prayer. Whoa. Many in the valley of decision, and you will help them find their way forward. Holy Spirit. Wow, wow. I just bless these ones with this... Mantle for missions. Whew. Jesus, thank you, God. 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 Wow, 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 w
breaking poverty, breaking poverty, breaking poverty, restoring family right now. Thank you, God, for restoring family. I just release that impartation right now in Jesus' name. I release that impartation right now in Jesus' name. Ho, 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 ho. Show. Fire in Jesus' name. Whoa. Dig wells. 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 Shoo. Holy Spirit. 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 Yeah, hungry. Well, I just felt your hunger just walk there. I just felt a hunger from you. Thank you, God. Right now, I just take the preciousness of the Spirit right now. I just... Spirit, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit. Yes, Lord. Ho 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 Holy Spirit. Well, I just see that I, I, God's on you. My left hand is on you and God is on you. And you right there, I just see God is lifting you up high. He's lifting you to see in a, in a way that you couldn't see. He's lifting you above a circumstance that you couldn't get above on your own. And I see His hand is actually on your back right now. And I see the power of God going down your back. I don't know if you need any healing in your back, but I see like your back being made straight. I don't know if that's physical, if you need a physical back straightening or if that is like an alignment thing. But I literally see God, whatever that is, I see God literally straightening your back. 
And there are roads in your life that have been crooked that God is making straight. And you're going to be one that's going to be able to make straight the road for others. You're going to be able to make straight the road for others. And so, and there's a strength that comes in the straightening to carry the load that you couldn't carry without it being straight. And so right now, Father, I thank you even for restoration amongst family right now. I thank you for restoration amongst family right now. And I just declare right now down her back the strength of God, the strength of the Spirit. God sees your family. He sees the cry of your heart. He sees the writing of your tears right now. And there's a restoration anointing on you. And there's a power in your prayers. And God has heard your prayers. And Father, I declare in the name of Jesus right now an impartation. Wow. Wow. Well, if, if you haven't been called and you're, you're in your seat and you're like, um, man, come on, man, when are you going to involve me in this? Well, for a start, you're already involved, just so you know. Um, but secondly... Uh, what, what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to open this up. And if you would just like to receive, if you would like to receive an impartation, if you would like to receive prayer, and you'll know if you want to receive prayer because in your heart you'll be saying, I want to see signs, wonders, and miracles flow through my life. I want to see the stuff that Jesus saw. I want to see, I want to, I want to live the normal Christian life. I want that. I want to see that grow in my life. If that's you, then I just want to encourage you uh, just I don't know how you do this. Um, yeah, cool. Let's blow this. I, I was going to say, if you need to cut a hole in the roof, cut a hole in the roof. But just um, come up the front. I've been told, don't cut a hole in the roof. But um, just come up the front if, that, if that's what you want. Just come on up here. And we'll just, I'm going to put this microphone down now. The team's going to lead us in a song. And, um, and I'm just going to come around. And we're just going to, I'm just going to come lay hands on people. And, um, and I'm going to come lay hands on you if you're up here. If you're not up here, then I'll take that as a sign to not lay hands on you. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.